Welcome to season one of the Below the Belt podcast with me, Lex, where we entertain through enlightenment and transparency. I'm so happy that you're tuned in. Let's not even waste any time. Let's go ahead and get started. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Below the Belt podcast. Oh, y'all, I know y'all missed me. I know y'all missed me last week because I missed y'all too. But your girl has been running around like a chicken without my head cut off, y'all. Last week was so hectic. As y'all know, as I'm sure you know, podcasting is not my job. So I do work. (laughs) So, you know, um, last week was just a really busy week with work, just going back and forth, back and forth. And it was just, oh my gosh, it was an adjustment. It, it was it was an, a hell of an adjustment of all the moving around and all of that. But now that things are settled, we won't have any more weeks like that again, okay? I, I came across my issues last week and I realized, all right, so we need to dig a little bit deeper with this schedule and be a little bit more intentional. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you're falling off a little bit, see, the journey is is never just one smooth sailing line. It's all over the place. So you have goals for yourself and you have things that you're trying to do and you're trying to accomplish. You will fall off. <laughs> there will be days where you don't do what you said you were going to do. And in those moments, it's important not to beat yourself up, but to just look at it assess it and figure out what you need to do differently the next time and move on. I think sometimes we get too caught up in the mistakes that we've made that we don't pay any attention and we don't applaud ourselves or give ourselves a pat on the back to the fact that, yeah, we made the mistake, but we came back, you know, we came back stronger. We came back wiser Last week, I was beating myself up. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And, you know, and I really should have just told y'all, make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at, at below the bell podcast underscore spell just as it is. But I was making announcements on the Instagram page and I was like, okay, the episode's going to come because I knew because I, I don't like to record my, epi- I like to record my episodes in advance. But sometimes so many things happen in the world and in our culture that I might want to talk about. So sometimes I like to wait and I'm still trying to figure that out. Right. So by like Monday, I knew y'all wasn't getting the episode on Wednesday. I knew y'all wouldn't get an episode on Wednesday. I looked at my schedule, my work schedule and where I was going to have to be. And da, 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 I knew I had to travel that week. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, they're not getting an episode on Wednesday. <laughs> it's not happening. And I was beating myself up about that because I knew my work schedule before last week got here. So before last week even came about, I knew what was going to be expected of me, my job. Because one thing about it, and it took me a while to get here, one thing about it, I'm going to work. I'm not missing work. And I've been so proud of myself as of lately, since I got this job, I'm not missing work, period. Like, and this is how I know I'm walking into my grown woman era because back in the day, oh, uh, I just, I'm tired. I don't want to go to work. I'm calling in. I'm not coming in. A job wasn't really moving the way I wanted it to move. I'm quitting. Now, I ain't going to lie. 
I'm still battling with that a little bit because in a certain sense, I feel like if it ain't working, I'm getting on. Like, I'm not one of those people where it's like I'm going to force myself to stick to something that's clearly not working. I'm not talking about a situation or a job or something you're doing that's just difficult and you're having a hard time pushing through. I'm talking about a situation where it's just not working. I still believe you should move on, but I believe you should do it a little bit more, you know, differently, a little bit more responsibly with more maturity, you know, into your decisions, not just leaving, you know, so I knew that those things were set in stone. I had my work schedule for last week. I had that probably, uh, I want to say maybe a week and a half in advance. So there's no excuse as to why the episode wasn't already pre-recorded. And this is just me being transparent with y'all because y'all can act like y'all's journeys on getting to where you want to go and doing everything you want to do is smooth and easy. And you just wake up every day and you end your whole 24 hours perfectly. My life don't look like that. And that's why I'm doing this podcast, because we need to talk about these things. Because for one, you're not alone. For two, you are not a failure. Three, you made one little mistake. You still got about 10 more hours in your day. What about the rest of the day? So that's what I had to tell myself when it came to this, because I did beat myself up about it. I really beat myself up about it at first because I was like, man, I the like I said, I believe I said this in one of my episodes, like the bare minimum expectation for me is to remain consistent. So I was beating myself up about that a little bit. But then I just had to, you know, redirect those negative thoughts and tell myself, yeah, we could have did better, but, um, and that's, and that's it. We could have did better and we're going to do better. And so I got me a schedule laid out and that won't happen again. So yeah, y'all, I just had to come on here and give y'all a little rundown because last week was hectic. And like I said, I really was trying to get an episode out to y'all. I put out, I knew y'all wasn't getting an episode on Wednesday, so I put that out that y'all would be getting an episode on Saturday. I had to travel. Because I had to travel, it it conflicted with my schedule on Saturday. And at the end of the day, y'all, all of these are excuses, okay? Let's be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we come up with a billion and 10 things as to why we can't do something. You're giving yourself excuses. Stop doing it. I think it's important to realize when you're doing that, when you are constantly giving yourself excuses, because before you know it, you'll be always having a reason as to why you couldn't do something, why you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Why, you know, there'll just always be a reason as to why you couldn't or why you can't. And you won't even notice it because coming up with excuses will become such a habit and so robotic for you that you'll, you know, you'll really never get to where you want to go. So I noticed when I'm, you know, right now in this moment, I'm like, okay, I'm giving myself a bunch of excuses. But, um, you know, I like I said, that's what this podcast is about. We talk about these type of things. Y'all, this episode is low-key, long overdue because I didn't want to speak about this topic in the way that I'm seeing a lot of other podcasters speak about this topic. And then I also really kind of wanted to wait until I was doing video podcasting, which video podcasting is coming in season two. (laughs) We're getting ready for that. I'm so excited about that. 
Oh, y'all, y'all got your girl working overtime in my on my personal side, you know. Uh, y'all got me working overtime to make sure that I'm getting that out because I really, I, you know, I'm excited about this. And so, and I'm passionate about my stuff. What Erica Badu say, keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my, you know what I mean? Yeah, y'all, I'm excited about video podcasting. And so I wanted to wait. I was like, no, this, no, this is, you know, because I, I have a schedule or a list of different topics that I want to cover. And some topics I feel I got to hit y'all with the video. I can't, I can't give y'all some of these episodes just, you know, on the uh, Apple podcast platform. Some of these episodes I, I want full fledged all the way, full throttle. You know what I mean? But I said, you know what? This topic has so many layers that I won't cover half of everything that I've learned about this in just this one episode. So y'all, this episode is about relationships, romantic relationships. Now, on the first episode of this podcast, I said this, you know, little podcast venture that I am doing, that I'm branching out on, you know, it requires me to tell a lot of my business. It doesn't require me to, but the type of podcasting that I am doing does. It requires me to tell my experiences, which in my mind requires me to tell my business. To know me is to know that it's something that I am not very comfortable with. And a lot of my experiences with relationships, just going back from my first serious relationship to where I am now as a woman mentally when it comes to relationships and how I approach them now, oh my gosh, the things that I would, the things, okay, the things uh, that I could tell y'all, you you know how they say, if I tell you, if I tell you, I got to kill you, that's how I feel. So some stuff we're not going to share, but I'm going to be open and transparent because this episode goes out to the women who had to learn the hard way. Okay. I know everybody get on the internet and they tell you what you should do, how you should move, how you should date, how you should carry yourself. And a lot of those things are true, but this space, okay, this episode is created for the woman who had to learn the hard way, all right? The woman who nobody really sat you down and talked to you about relationships. So you moved out and you went out in this world, especially women who are deemed attractive socially or culturally, um, you're a target. <laughs> and so a lot of men will approach you and, you know, it, nine times out of 10, it's not because of what you, how you think. He ain't approaching you because of how deep you are. If you look a certain way and you got a certain body, even at a young age, it's important to know he ain't approaching you because of how you think. Okay. So if you don't learn that, you know, you never had nobody to teach you that you probably had a rough experience dating and learning these valuable lessons because you probably kissed a lot of frogs before you met your prince. And if you have not met your prince, this goes out to you too, okay? Don't be ashamed. Don't let anyone hold you to the past versions of yourself or your past mistakes, all right? This episode is going to be fully transparent. If you're not ready to tell your story, I'm going to tell mine, all right? 
And this is not even, this episode is not even about me really telling my story. This episode really is just me deep diving into all of the things that I've learned about dating and relationships from ages 16 to 27. And that's a lot of years and I've dealt with a lot of different dudes, okay? I've had the insecure nigga. I've had the player. I've had the liar. I've had the quote-unquote Mr. Nice Guy who really wasn't nice for real. Well, he was nice, but he really wasn't kind. And there's a difference. Kindness is in your character. Niceness is a performance. Call it what you want. I'm just saying. I've had the dude that was only good on paper, but in actuality, he was a scumbag. <laughs> you know you know those, um, those posts on Instagram where they be like, White people snapped when they came up with this saying, scumbag. Oh, white people, y'all snapped with that one. And since I can't really cuss on my podcast, that's what we're going to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you scumbags. You know what I mean? I, I can't go no lower than that. <laughs> but I'm just saying I have, I've dated, you know, and I've had seasons in my life where that's what I did, where I just dated. And I'm not saying that I was having sex, but... I was definitely dating and figuring out what I liked and what I didn't like. And I bumped my head a few times and I learned valuable lessons and I made a lot of mistakes. And so with that, you're going to, you have to expect to run across a whole bunch of different types of men. All right. But at the end of the day, I want you to understand that they're all just men. Okay. He's just a man. And their foundation it's not very different from the next. I don't care. The nice guy, the dude that's only really good on paper, the liar, the player, the insecure dude. It don't matter. Their foundation is the same. Okay? Because don't y'all hate a dude who 27 or older and you can just tell that he had nobody in his life to teach him. Anything about women, really, right? And I didn't really learn my power as a woman until about, man, y'all, like last year. Those dudes who you could just tell they never had nobody in their life to really teach them who a woman was, what a woman is, what she possesses, you know, you know, just who she is as a woman. Because they try to run the same tired game on every woman as if we don't already know. Like, I can tell when a man doesn't really have that guidance and that wisdom in his life because if you did, you would understand that as a woman, I'm 10 steps ahead of you. I either chose not to acknowledge the foolishness that you're trying to bring into my life or you just playing your part because men have been lied to and taught that women are simple or women don't really understand what men are doing. We don't understand, quote unquote, the game that they try to run. We don't get it. We created it. We taught it. We're the reason why y'all have something to talk about. Let's be for real. A lot of women dumb themselves down and dim their light to deal with a lot of men. So I don't think men really realize that it's very complex, you know, most women are settling. A lot of women that are in relationships with men in their 20s, just they're settling. They've settled on something. And so I can't stand when I, when I notice a man who feels like he got it like that. You know, I can tell nobody really ever taught you anything. I never really had in my younger years, 
I never really had anybody ever really teach me about relationships, romantic relationships and dating and loving yourself and knowing your worth and understanding um, when it's time to walk away. I never, you know, I was never taught any of that. And I, I kind of get emotional when I think about it now as a grown woman. I think about the conversations that nobody ever had with me. I think about the things that I, um, I think about how different things would have been had I knew what I know now back then in those certain times of my life. Um, but you can't get stuck on that because it everything in your life happened the way that it happened. You learned what you learned when you learned it for a reason. And um, I see that with my life now. But, you know, sometimes you can't help but get a little emotional when you think about those things. And like I said, nobody ever had a conversation with me about sex. I know my dad, um, he, my dad was a very blunt and open person. And so was my grandmother. And me and my grandmother have most of those conversations now that I'm an adult but um, my mom was never open about sex. My mom never talked to me about sex. My mom never talked to me about boys as a kid. Like, we never had those conversations. Even now, as an adult, we barely, we touch the surface now. We scratch the surface, and that's it. Um, my grandmother, like I said, she goes a lot deeper. We're way below the surface with her. She's no filter, just like a son. Like, <laughs> just like her son. It's so crazy, you know? But those people, I appreciate those people because I'm the same way. I'm a very blunt person. If um, I'm a type of person where if I love you and I care about you, I even do this with people that I'm strangers. Like, and, and you ask me something, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I'm going to tell you what I think you should improve on. And I'm going to expect the same in return. Because that is what I give. Because to me, that it, that, that's one of the... Best people to have in your corner is somebody that's going to tell you when you when you not on your P's and Q's, somebody that's going to tell you when you wrong, somebody that's going to tell you, you know, somebody to encourage you, somebody to let you know, I know you could do better. I know you could go harder. Those are the people you need in your corner. And that don't always come off or come come off in the most in the best way. Everybody don't like to hear what they could be doing better. And that's why I think people frown upon the person that's going to tell you, hey, you slacking. But I don't. I'm the type of person, tell me. Because I want to let y'all know, and this is off topic, but the people in your life, when you've fallen off and it's clear that you've fallen off, the people in your life who don't tell you, they notice it and they probably going and talking about you. They probably going and having conversations about you. Yeah, girl. Did you see Alexis? Yeah, girl. She don't look like herself. Girl, I'm over here going through it and you talking about me. Instead of coming and telling me, Hey, you ain't looking like yourself, girl. I don't really know you to ever really walk out the house looking like that. You good? They talk about you. And I think a lot of women can relate to growing up in those type of environments where nobody really ever talked to you about that because people shy away from having those conversations with young girls. And um, it's completely different for men when they're, you know, when they're boys and they're growing up, it's completely different. And I think that's why dating looks the way it looks as we get older. And now we're in our late 20s and we're all complaining about the dating pool. It's because our upbringings are very different from the things that are taught to young women and the things that are taught to young men when it comes to each other. You know, I think about that and I think about how much Knowing the things I know now could have helped me avoid a lot of things. But then I also think about who would I be right now if I had not gone through the things that I've gone through when it comes to dating and 
I've always, even with me not really having those conversations with people, I also really didn't have a lot of examples. (laughs) I had a lot of examples of what I did not want to follow. I had a lot of examples of what I didn't want you know, my relationships to look like. I had a lot of examples of that. And I know there are people out there that can relate to that as well. I know a lot of people grew up in two-parent households. But what I want to say with that, y'all, can we knock this whole agenda of a woman having daddy issues just because her dad wasn't in her life or just because she doesn't really know how to date or she doesn't really value relationships or she doesn't value marriage. She doesn't really care herself like a lady because she didn't grow up with two married parents. I know a lot of people who grew up with a dad in their life. I knew I know a lot of people who grew up with a dad in the house. I know a lot of people who grew up in two-parent households who struggle with more issues when it comes to self-worth and self-respect than women who did not. All right? So we can knock that. We can knock that. We're not even we're not even going to do that over here on this podcast, okay? I've always, even though I didn't really have a lot of examples or, um, and I also want to say having, having an example of what you don't want is still a good thing because you can avoid that. You know that that's something you don't want. So you avoid it. So don't focus so much on what you didn't have, who wasn't there, what you didn't see, what you didn't grow up around because you have a clear example of what you don't want for yourself. So lean on that. It's all about perspective and accountability. You know what I mean? Let's really dive into the uh, to the nitty gritty because even though I didn't have those examples, even though I didn't have anybody really teaching me or talking to me about relationships, I um I still and I feel like this had to be God because I still always had a level of self-worth and self-respect for myself that was noticeable and talked about. <laughs> like I've always had some level of standards. And as I've gotten older, it has increased, right? Because now, oh, honey, see, back then you couldn't tell me nothing. But you, you know what? Back then you might have been, you might have been able to knock me off my square a little bit. Now, oh, now I'm untouchable. Now I know I'm that girl. Okay, you can't tell me nothing. And if you try to tell me something, I'm gonna call you a hater. Because why you wanna, why, why you wanna, but I should think that about myself. So, you know, anybody who tries to tell me, like, I'm all this fake humbleness. People have the wrong idea of humbleness. People want you to be humble. They really want you to be insecure. Okay. Some people look at humbleness. Humbleness is subjective. All right. I'm a level of humble. I'm not conceited. I'm not self-centered. I'm none of those things. However, I think very highly of myself. I think very highly of myself. And I think you should too. So don't let nobody knock you off your square because you got standards. Remain very firm in your standards. All right. And I'm gonna t- we're going to talk about why in a second. But I've always had very high standards for myself. I remember being in high school. Dudes would want to talk to me. And so they would go and they would try to re- they would try to get to me through m- one of my guy friends. And I remember one time and I actually ended up dating him. He was my first high school boyfriend, y'all. And I remember him going to one of my guy friends about me and wanting, you know, inquiring about me, wanting to talk to me. And I remember my guy friend telling him, she's not nothing to play with. <laughs> like, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to want to deal with her, you're going to have to be serious and actually really deal with her. Because 
it ain't finna be, it ain't easy. It's this post on um, Instagram that I saw and it was like, you might want to strict, you might want to stick to just being my friend because it's strict around here, baby. It's strict around here. And I guess that kind of goes back to what I was saying about examples. Um, shame on me because I chose to look at that. I chose to explain that to y'all in a neg in like in a negative way as it pertains to me and my life. However, the people in my family, the women in my family, I may not have necessarily had certain examples with certain, you know, romantic relationships and how to go about it and different things like that. But what I did have examples of that does play a huge part in why I've always had standards, but never really, you know, no real lessons or no real teaching on relationships. But I still had standards is because I was raised around women who walk in rooms and demand respect, baby. My mom's a very strong woman, very strong woman very independent. My grandmother, very strong woman, very independent. My granny, a very strong woman, very independent. My great-grandmother, okay, I could go down the list. My great-grandmother on my mom's side was a black woman in the 40s or 50s with a master's degree. I mean, several black women were doing it, but it's something to acknowledge. It shows it shows character. It shows heart, you know, and those are the type of women that I come from. And if you know me, then, you know, it makes sense. I'm no different from them. Like, so I think that's why I didn't have a lot of relationship advice given to me. I didn't really know what I was doing at all when I first started dating way too young to even start dating. I now see why people say you should wait. You have no business dating when you're that young. I had no business dating when I was that young, but I understand it, I guess. I understand it in a sense of, you know, it's it's your childhood. It's it's your young, you know, your young years. You're in high school. You got a little boyfriend and, you know, I, I get it in that sense. But like being head over heels and just like completely wrapped up in a boy at that age is not healthy. It's not, I just, you know, I don't think that that's very beneficial to a young woman in her developing years. Um, it actually can, has, it can slow you down. I don't care how good the dude is. Do you know how much a man who doesn't have any direction, do you know how much a man like that can alter your, your life as a woman and slow you down? So for young adults, not even young adults, like teenagers, to be like head over heels and just all wrapped up in a young boy um, and vice versa. I don't in that context. I don't I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And what's crazy is I didn't listen to nobody when they told me. So, you know, I'm just hoping when I have kids, they listen to me. But I know it's probably going to be the same thing, but it's OK. Even looking back now, even though I had those standards, um, I still had a lot to learn. You know, there are things now today, of course, that 27-year-old Alexis ain't going for. That 17-year-old Alexis was like, you know, forget it. We ball. You know, like, let's do it. Like, you know. So fast forwarding from that high school relationship and all of the dudes after that, um, I said all very like, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. I said, I said all like I, I kind of. I kind of said that like like it was a whole bunch. Hold, let's, let's, you know, you know what? 
forget that. I said it how I said it. There wasn't a whole bunch. But if there was, that's my business. Okay? Remember, this episode goes out to the girls who had to learn the hard way. But now we know. The affirmation for this episode is, that was then, but this is now. Okay? We learn from our mistakes. We moving forward. So anyway. So fast forward to the next relationship for me that was very pivotal in my self-love journey and when it came to the lessons that I learned when um, when it comes to dating and relationships. This relationship was when I was in college um, and I can look back now and see why I found this type of dude enticing why I was even involved in this situation. I can look back now and understand. But um, oh, I just want to hug that version of myself. I just want to go back and just hug her. Because, well, she deserves so much more than that. But I didn't know. I didn't know. And uh, I was about 20. Maybe I was 21 years old at the time when I dated him. And I dated him until I was about 23 years old. And I walked in and that situation, so much had happened. I mean, that man, I learned a lot of lessons about self-worth and self-respect in that relationship. And a lot of things happened in that time span of three years where I should have let that go. But I hadn't learned the lesson of when it's time to let it go. I hadn't. I walked out of that relationship with trauma that I didn't have to experience. I walked out of that relationship experiencing something that I never thought I would experience, but I experienced it. And I'm, I walked out of that um, and, and I should have walked out a lot sooner and I didn't have to go through a lot of what I went through in that situation, but I went through it because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I deserved, really. I didn't really love myself. I hadn't even started figuring out what that even meant for real. Fast forward and when that relationship ended and I finally learned what I needed to learn from him and those experiences and I moved on, I dated for a bit and then I entered um, my first like adulthood serious relationship and boy, oh boy. When I tell you that first relationship in your mid-20s, like your first adulthood relationship, going to teach you some stuff and it's going to drag you through the wire. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. That first relationship is uh, going to make a woman out of you, baby. That first relationship is going to teach you so much. And not only is it going to teach you so much about relationships, what to tolerate, what not to tolerate. It's going to teach you so much about yourself. You know what I mean? So pretty much a lot of what I'm going to speak about in this episode stems off of that relationship. I'm no longer in that relationship anymore, but that relationship will always be. I I just I, I could never forget that relationship simply because of all of the things I learned in that relationship. Such valuable lessons, y'all. I mean, when these relationships don't work out, I think sometimes, I know in the past for me, 
I used to be very like, oh my gosh, it didn't work out. Why didn't it work out? What's wrong? What happened? And then you just kind of hyper focus on all of that. Now that I'm older, I understand that when relationships don't work out, it's just y'all weren't meant to be. Take all of the good memories from it. Put it in your suitcase. Take all your lessons, all your experiences, what not to do again, all the things about you that were shown to you that you don't like about yourself. Take all of that. Put that in your suitcase. Put that in your backpack. I'm going to say backpack. Put that in your backpack. Throw that backpack over your shoulder and keep it pushing. Some things don't last forever. And that's okay. Some people will put in your life for a season. Some people will put in your life for a lesson. And that is what I'm able to see now that my last relationship was for me. Me and that man would have never got married. It would have never worked. But when you you know, when you're in the thick of it, you don't see it that way. So when we initially when we initially broke up, it was like, oh my gosh, you know? But now I see it as that is the way that that was supposed to go, you know? And I think with that, when relationships end, you have to allow yourself time to feel your feelings. You have to give yourself the space to grieve that relationship because, you know, that that first relationship, that first, like, you know, forget all them other relationships when you was 20. And, I, and, and I'm speaking to the people who can relate to what I'm speaking. I'm not talking to y'all who married at 20 and who, who got married at 20. I'm not talking to y'all, okay? And maybe I am. But, you know, understand what I'm saying in the context that I'm saying it. Some people like to hear what you're saying and try to apply it to all these different things. And you'd you be like, I wasn't even talking about it in that way, you know? So if the shoe fits, put it on and tie it. If it don't, stop trying to force your foot up in there, all right? Anyway. So, you know, you got to give this disclaimer sometimes because people really be reaching that relationship, that relationship, that first relationship, that first real adulthood relationship, that relationship that lasts over two years. And that relationship for me, we were together for almost three years. So it was a long relationship. And, you know, when you're in your mid 20s, y'all been together three years, you know, you start talking about things like marriage and different things like that. But I think me and him both knew that, um... Deep down, we both knew that it was a no. I really had to give myself the space to grieve that relationship when it ended. I feel like when you don't do that, you do focus on all of the wrong things. And then you could tend to self-sabotage other relationships that you have because you're carrying all of this baggage. Now, carry your lessons, right? Like you, you should... Carry your lessons. That's your wisdom. You know, that that is your wisdom when you move on and you start dating and you meet another uh, guy and that is your wisdom. But when you don't take the time to properly heal and process the things that you need to process after heartbreak and different things like that, heartbreak is a mother for real. And if you know, you know. So it's like when you don't take the time to process, you cause like you just end up finding yourself having to go through a bunch of stuff that you really don't have to go through. You know, you meet a good guy and you bring in everything that your ex did over there to him. And he never even did that. You know what I mean? And so it's like you have to give people the space to have a, cr- a clean slate. You have to give people the opportunity to show you who they are. You know, don't rob yourself of the opportunity. Dating is a I enjoy dating, okay? I'm not in that era right now. Right now, I'm extremely focused 
on my career and everything that I'm trying to do, my goals, just me as a woman. I'm 27, y'all. I'm entering, I'm in my late 20s. Like, it's all about me right now. I ain't got that much longer in my 20s. It's all about me. So, dating is such a blissful experience when you do it right, of course. And I feel like you don't want to rob yourself of that. Love is a beautiful thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Now, I'm very headstrong and I feel my way. And I, I, I got a lot of leave alone in me. That's what my grandma said. I got a lot of leave alone in me. I will walk away in a heartbeat. But I do love love. I do. I do. I'm a hopeless romantic. And it takes a minute for me to get there. But um, that's who I am. And so I love love. And so I, I, one thing that I learned and that I really, really took to heart with the ending of my last relationship was I did not let that alter any anything that I did when it came to dating. If anything, I was a little bit more cautious. I was wiser. I was, you know, smarter. I was more knowledgeable. And I was more aware of some of my shortcomings, some of the things that I needed to work on. I was aware of what I didn't like in a man. I was more aware of my non-negotiables, my absolute deal breakers. Like I was aware of those things. And it actually makes dating a lot easier because, you know, when you got non-negotiables and you have standards and deal breakers, it actually weaves out all of the nonsense, you know, weave them on out. You start laying out your standards to a man the the man that's worth it, the man that's worth your time going on dates, spending your time with, because that's an emotional investment. Going on more than two dates with a dude is an emotional investment because you're probably going to start liking him. So before we even get there, that's why standards are important. And I, I feel like don't let nobody ever make you bend on your standards because the moment you start bending, that's when you done messed it all up. The moment he is able to bring you down to his level, You've it's messed up from that point on. It's a wrap (laughs) like you didn't even really give y'all's relationship a fair chance because you had standards and he couldn't reach them and you lowered your standards. You're already starting off on the wrong track. Never lower your standards. I feel like I feel like as a woman, you know, when you're doing too much. Right. Like, you know, when you're just being irrational, when you're being completely irrational. I'm not talking about the standards that you have for a 26 year old male that works a nine to five job that's trying to build in his career. And you want him to pay all of your bills and get your hair done, your nails done and everything. And if he doesn't, he's a dusty and a brokey. That's 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 not that's irrational. That's unrealistic. Okay. I'm talking to the women who just have standards because if you don't have standards, y'all, you will find yourself dealing with a lot of, what do they say? Low vibrational. (laughs) You will find yourself dealing with a lot of things and you'll find yourself adding a lot of unnecessary baggage to your back, to your life. Uh, A lot of unnecessary BS on your plate. A lot of unnecessary, unpleasant experiences, which is trauma. And, you know, you'll just find yourself adding all this relationship trauma all because you don't have the backbone to say, I don't like this and I'm not going for it. And if you can't meet this standard, then you just don't align with me. I didn't look at it as a standard back then, 
but it's definitely a standard now because now I know now you see now I have the wisdom um but one of the things back then it was just like a preference like it was just something that I liked I I wanted a guy who was goal oriented who was very driven, who's very ambitious. And at that time, I thought it was just, you know, a preference. I thought it was just something that I liked. Now it's a standard. And it's a standard now because a man who does not have those qualities, he can't step with me. You know, that a man who does not have those qualities, I now know from wisdom and experiences, he will cause me to live a life that is unpleasant to me. I won't be happy with the quality of life that that type of man who doesn't have ambition, who doesn't have, you know, who's not goal oriented, who doesn't, you know, cross his T's and dot his I's. I, I won't be able to be thrive in my womanhood because, of course, I don't need a man to help me learn how to thrive in my womanhood. But um it plays a part. If, if I'm going to have a man in my life, if I'm going to make that choice, right, then I should have a man in my life who can push me further, who can make me better instead of bring me down. And what I've realized is, is that a man who has no ambition, ambition, a man who lacks the ability to, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of men out there who just want to you know, there are a lot of men out there who aren't necessarily lazy, but they just don't have the, the level of ambition that I would prefer my man to have because it aligns with the type of woman that I am. I know myself, right? And I know that a man who doesn't have those qualities, it, it won't work. It genuinely won't work. There will be unnecessary issues because you're holding this person to a standard that they never even were equipped to, you know, meet. It's not fair to them and it's not fair to you. And so that's just an example of a standard of mine because your standards are deeply rooted within who you are as a person. But your standards are deeply rooted within how you feel about yourself. Your standards are deeply rooted within your own experiences, your own past. And I think before you date, especially as a as a woman in, you know, when you start entering womanhood, you know, when you, you know, we were adults now, we're grown, we're in our late 20s. And, you know, if you're way younger than that and you're listening to this, baby, take note. OK, because I. You know, you, you think the people in your life when they're giving you advice, if you do have people in your life that are trying to teach you and that are trying to give you advice and you one of those, you know, young adults who feel like they don't know what they're talking about. Nine times out of 10, boo-boo, they know what they're talking about. All right. So listen to them. But if you don't want to listen to them because you think they old and they played out and they don't know what they're talking about, listen to me because I'm, I'm going to give you the real spiel. Okay. Feel like before you start seriously dating, you should already know what your standards are, what your non-negotiables are, what your deal breakers are. You should already know those things because that way you can protect yourself. I feel like a lot of women are afraid to stand firm on their standards because to um, to have standards means that you might be single for a minute, <laughs> 
for a minute. And a lot of women don't want that. So they bending and they moving and they shaking, you know, on all of their standards for some man who I promise wouldn't do the same for you. Not this young. Mm-mm. And but when you love yourself, when you take the time to build a relationship with yourself, you might think to yourself, damn, I'm kind of cool. I like me. Mm-hmm. You know, you start thinking about all the positive qualities about yourself, all the things that nobody probably ever told you about yourself. That's actually pretty cool. You start trying new things. You start traveling, doing new things. You start getting your running your bag up. You know, and then before you know it, you'll look up and you'll look around and your life will look completely different in a good way. And you won't even be touchable or reachable to the type of dudes that you were attracting when you had no standards, when you didn't love yourself, when you didn't, you know, before you took the time to actually be with you. So that's why I keep saying the next two years of my life are crucial. Because. I know that in two years now, I've, I've lived enough life and I have enough wisdom to know that your life could change in a matter of seconds. So I'm not too big on writing a lot of my plan, my plans in pen. I write a lot of my plans in pencil, baby. And I let God come in and erase and change what he needs to change. I just let him do what he needs to do because we have no control over a lot of things. But what we do have control over, one of the things. Is our relationship with ourselves. And so I know for me, this is what I was about to say for myself, but for even you, girl, you, I'm talking to you. When you take the time to put yourself first and stop putting a man at the center of your life, when you are the center, when you are the focus, you will look up. And the type of dudes that you were even remotely attracted to, whoever, whatever you want to call it. Those type of men won't even be able to touch you because you would have invested in yourself so much to the point where your money is up. You're thriving in your career. You got new hobbies and interests. You learning new things. You, you know, you doing life like you living life. You're living your life. Life is to be lived. You're living your life. The type of men that you'll align with once you do the work will be completely different from the type of dudes that you are aligning with when you have low self-esteem. Because to not have standards means you don't really have a lot of self-esteem. You have very low self-esteem. To let a man run over you, a man, you, a woman, you're a woman now, a woman, creator. It's God and then it's you, girl. You better recognize <laughs> it's God and then it's you immediately after. You're going to let a man, <laughs> you're going to let a man play with you like that. That's how you rolling. You are worth so much more. Okay. I had to learn it. I still have to learn it. Y'all, we're going to have to do a part two. Um, and, and one thing I'm all about, is empowering people because I really know what it feels like to be down mentally and nobody trying to pick you up. <laughs> like y'all see me, right? Like this is how it felt. Like it felt like I'm looking around and I'm like, 
Y'all see me, don't y'all? And I know y'all know I'm struggling. Why ain't nobody trying to pick me up? But then I realized, wasn't nobody going to do it. I had to do it for myself. So I try to empower other people. Because even though I learned, you know, wasn't nobody going to come water me. I had to water myself. Took me a minute to realize that. But once I did, y'all don't want to see me in two years. If God says the same, y'all don't want to see me in two years. It's going to be crucial. Do you hear me? And I just want the same for other women, young women, women older than me. My mom is 50 and she tells me all the time. She's so glad that I'm taking the time to learn and process the things that I'm, you know, experiencing now because she's having to do it now at 50. I want you to think about that. You never stop learning yourself. You never stop having to dig deep into that love you have for yourself. And for me, y'all, last year I I dated and I had a ball. Y'all, I had so much fun. But that lifestyle that I was living does not fit the woman that I want to be. You know? Hell, that was that wasn't even a full year ago and it already don't fit the woman that I am. You feel me? So I kind of just went all off on a tangent. Y'all know me by now. But standards, y'all. I was going to talk about so much more in this episode, but standards. Man, I know so many women and I was the same way, you know, where I just was just out here just doing stuff. (laughs) Like... Letting a man handle me and treat me any kind of way. But what I want you to understand, too, for my women out there that are standing firm and strong in your standards and you're not bending, there is someone out there that will love you the way that you need. You don't have to ask him for nothing. He will align, honey. That is what you call alignment. And I also want us to normalize there not being someone for you. And I'm just being honest. Not everybody in the world has a prince charm. Not every woman in the world is going to get married. That's just the truth. So at the end of the day, I think we really need to dive into these relationships with self and start making sure self is all right. Making sure you okay with you. And I know that's what you want. But that might not be what God has written for you. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying. (laughs) Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying. But yeah, y'all. I'm going to end this episode by saying, are you holding yourself accountable? I want you to think about the guys that you've dated in the past six months. Think about the guys that you've given your body to in the past six months. Yeah, we going there. We going there, but I ain't even going to go that hard on y'all neck this episode. Actually, I'm going to actually lay off on y'all. By the time I talk about who we give our bodies to, the type of dude we give our, we give our bodies to, and the differences in that and how we have to stop thinking men view sex the same. Maybe we'll lock our legs then when we understand that. Um, by the time I get to that, I'm going to just lay out a few of my experiences so that y'all don't think I'm just trying to talk about y'all because I promise I'm not. Because your girl done been through some shit, okay? Your girl done been through some things, all right? And I can only tell you what I know. I want you 
to ask yourself, how accountable, how am I holding myself accountable? Look at the past, just in the past six months, who have you given your body to? What type of dude is he? Did you bend on any of your standards? Did you bend on even just one? Have you bended on any of your standards? Are you compromising your self-worth, your dignity, your respect by dealing with him? At a certain point, we have to stop blaming the men. They are only doing what they've always done. Generation to generation, era to era, decade to decade, century to century. Men have the same foundation. Not all men are the same. That's not what I'm saying. There are some good men out there and I've experienced some. So I'm very optimistic about dating. I would never tell a woman, F these dudes. And I'm I'm never that type of man. I love men. (laughs) I love dating. That's always been my problem. (laughs) Just being honest. I love it. Okay. But I go about it differently now. I go about it in a way now that fits me. It aligns with me. It makes sure that I'm okay. You know, I respect myself at the end of the day, you know, but I want you to ask yourself, like, you know, at a certain point, we got to stop blaming these men. Why do, why does what they do keep working? That's the question. Why does it keep working on you, sis? Is it because you think you don't deserve love? Is it because you think that you're not worth it? Is it because you are afraid of being alone? So you know that some of your standards will require you to probably have a, a few seasons of singleness. Because I'm here to tell you, it ain't nothing all that flattering about being able to say you got a man, okay? Most of your friends, most of your family members, whoever it is that's married or that's in relationships, especially at this age, y'all, they are settling on a lot of things. And there is a very thin line between compromise and settling. Sometimes I don't think the line is even there at all. Some, one, I, I think me and my cousin Kenya, one time we were having a conversation last year. I miss my girl so much, y'all, Lord. But we were having a conversation and um, she was like, what are some things that you would be willing to compromise on? And I couldn't give her an answer. (laughs) She wasn't surprised, but I couldn't give her an answer. And I couldn't give her an answer because to me, compromise and settling are the same thing. And I can see how at times there's a very thin line between the two. But most of the time, I don't see a line. I see them as the same thing. So I have a hard time answering that question because I ain't settling on Jack. You know, so anytime I've settled, I'm going to leave y'all with this, bro. We're going to close this. Oh, I'm getting too comfortable with y'all. I just called y'all, bro. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm from, I'm from Dallas, you know. <laughs> but but um, anytime I've ever settled, the relationship always ended. The entanglement, whatever we want to call it, on my Jada Pickett, all right? Whatever we want to call it, the situationship, whatever we want to call it, it always ends, all right? But anytime I've ever settled, it always ended with me losing something of myself, with me going through an unpleasant experience, always, always. Anytime I settled, And I'm talking about unpleasant experiences ranging all the way from a level of about one to 10. An unpleasant experience 
is an unpleasant experience, okay? So, you know, I didn't have them range from about one. I didn't, I didn't have a few ones where it wasn't that bad, you know, but I, but I still walked out of that situation feeling like, damn, I wish I would have never dealt with that. I never had to go through that. Like, you know, but I've also walked out of some experiences with an unpleasant experience at a level 10, abortions, just being transparent. And so it's like, you don't have to go through a lot of that stuff. Anytime you start settling and you start lowering your standards, I promise you, you walking out of that situation with some relationship trauma, with some emotional baggage, stuff you didn't even have to go through. And you think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It is that big of a deal. Tighten up, sis. Tighten up. Understand why is it that you are okay with lowering your standards? Why are you okay with not having any at all? Is it that easy to have you? <laughs> you know? Because it shouldn't be. Let me affirm you right now. You are the top notch, the baddest. What Trina say? You are that girl. You go to work. You in school. You handling your business. You paying your bills. You taking care of them kids. You feel me? You doing your big one out here. You God, you're God-fearing, you're a God-fearing woman. You're handling business. You're a friend. You're a mother. You're a daughter. You know, and, and other things. You know, but you are so many things to so many people. See that in you. You are worth the world, literally. Not much will be going on if you, as a woman, if, if women didn't exist. Act like it, walk like it, talk like it. And when I'm saying this to y'all, I'm saying it to myself. Now at 27, I have to check myself sometimes. Straighten your back, Alexis. Chin up. Shoulders down. Check your posture. Walk like you, walk like you own this room. Have some confidence. Speak your mind. Say what you got to say. Tell that man what it is and what it ain't and stand firm. Because you can also be firm in the beginning, but then as the relationship goes on, you start to bend. Do I have, we're going to turn this into a series. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, y'all. This episode went completely left. This is not even how I intended for this episode to go, but I actually think I like this one. I think I like this one. We might turn this into a series, but I don't know. Because there's so many things going on that I want to talk about. Because did y'all see that stuff that happened in Alabama? In Montgomery? On the dock? Did y'all see that? And did y'all see how black people was acting? Now, I ain't going to lie, y'all. When I watched the video, I did get a feeling in my chest that was like, whew. You know, it was low-key kind of like a moment. Like, if y'all ever, if y'all have ever seen Django, y'all know the scene in Django when... Jamie Foxx took the whip from the slave owner and start whipping him. He wasn't even a slave owner. He, you know, start whipping him with it. The same feeling I got when I saw that scene in Django was the same feeling I got when I saw them folks fighting on that dock. 
But the way black people are running it into the ground, we are reaching. But I digress, y'all. I digress. Anyways, y'all, there's so many things to talk about because there's so many things going on in this world that I really don't want to be just another relationship podcast. And I'm not. But there's definitely going to be a part two to this one. And then we'll take a break from relationships. That's what I think we're going to do. Because there's so many other things, you know, it's a part two is not even on the schedule, but we gotta go. We gotta give a part two. I really want us to interact about this one, though. So make sure you follow the podcast at the below the belt podcast underscore on Instagram. On Instagram, y'all. I'm working on a lot more content and it's it, it, I'm trying not to get so wrapped up in it. I like for things to be perfected <laughs> before I, my level of perfection, you know, I ain't worried about what other people think is perfect. For me, you know, it is, I have a certain level of standard for my work. Y'all see how standards play a part in everything? Whoo, child, I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up and close it out. As always, I am so proud of you for pushing through. This life ain't easy. Life is hard okay and I'm proud of you I'm so proud of you so y'all gonna come back next week huh y'all gonna come back because <laughs> y'all know I'm always on y'all neck but I promise anything I say to y'all I'm saying to myself all right I'm just checking I'm just checking so I'm going to see y'all or or I'm going to talk to y'all next week, Wednesday, 7 p.m. All right. Okay. I'm going to be expecting you. <laughs> y'all have a great week. Have a great week. Conquer your goals. August is a new month. So I'm going to talk to y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. 